0: Hello and welcome to the Voice of Intuition podcast. My name is Susan Jane and I believe that trusting your intuition is the best way to live your life with meaning and purpose. Each week you will hear about how you can connect, develop and trust your intuition through the wonderful array of guests we have on the show and my own personal experiences. Join me to understand how your intuition can guide you towards a life full of meaning and loving purpose. Hello, and welcome to the Voice of Intuition podcast. My name is Susan Jane, and I'm your host for the podcast. And today we have Morgana Ray on. Now, Morgana's been doing what she does best for a long time, and, and not forever, ever, ever, but for a long time. (laughs) And I'm saying that because she's got the experience, she's got the understanding, and she's got the know-how. And what has she got that experience and know-how about? It's all about manifestation. And what we're focusing on is financial manifestation, um, because well, we could all do with a little bit more money, usually, or a little bit more financial security. So that's what we're talking about today. And this is going to be brilliant because um, I'm going to pick up a few tips and a few tricks as well, um, which is going to help me along the way. But uh, with no further ado, I want to bring on Morgana. Hey, Morgana, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, well, we're happy to have you because we're going to get so much out of this. It's like, it's really cool. Um Unfortunately, people do tend to sit in their own, um, what's another word for it without sounding horrible? Crap, basically. When we we are feeling a bit down, when we are feeling financially stressed, we tend to sit and wallow in it a little bit. And I know that you're going to help us get out of that um, and get us going forward.
1: Financial insecurity is such a deep existential fear so I can't blame anybody and I've been there and that's actually why I focus on this is that money becomes the monster, the number one excuse in human experience for what we can't have do or be. It's the big limiter and it's uh, a mirror to our own experience of of being loved, being wanted, Am I, am I worthy? Am I valued? Am I safe? All of these issues come up and it's almost like they're measured by money. And so when you are in the throes of financial anxiety, and I love that you made a distinction between, and I don't remember the words you used, but it was like the, there's, there's financial scarcity and then there's also financial security. And the thing is, is I've coached, clients with nothing, clients on public assistance, clients couch surfing, really, you know, on on the extreme scarcity end of the spectrum. And I've also coached one percenters with millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. So I have coached the extreme and everything in between. And financial anxiety and financial drama is shows up for all the people who show up in my life, even if it doesn't look like it initially. I've had very wealthy clients whose experience was that they they thought they're presenting problem was relationship, romantic relationship or family relationship, and and money was getting in the way of love. It 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 became sort of the unexpected monster in their lives because again, it just it it magnifies what's going on under the surface in us. So anybody who has a basic impulse to do good and be altruistic gets more opportunity to do that as as their resources grow. But also, and we can see this really, really easily right now with very, very wealthy people who are kind of having meltdowns and going crazy and behaving very badly and Exposing all their insecurities for the world to see, even though they have so much. So, what I like to focus on is the underlying relationship that we have with money that we don't even know we have. And that's because once you become conscious of something, then you can change it. And I like to give a real, uh, a, a real and relatable and very, very, very different tool that has been extremely effective in like one of my clients was zero and now tens of millions of dollars so there are like measurable results but it's it's the inside stuff which is why I'm here on into on an intuition show because the outer stuff follows
0: yes now hang on before you go any further because you're jumping ahead of me Morgana Slow down No, I love it. It's great. Um, What I want to know a little bit more is about you, because we've we've just talked about the problem and we know what the problem's like. We've got that understanding, which is brilliant. And again, half of the problem, really, the big problem is the the connection we have with money and our our beliefs behind it, which we're going to go into but tell us a little bit more about you. How did you get into here? How did you get to where you are? Now, hang on. What, what were they calling you? The goddess of manifestation? No, the, the money god? I can't remember. I, I get up called book.
1: a lot of things. I get called a money goddess. I get called the money honey lady. Why that? Why I get called that will make sense when, when I take you through the process. Um, but the way I began with this, like, I never went consciously, intentionally. It was not my goal. I started out being a life coach. I started out being the hyper-intuitive, sort of codependent caretaker kid of of a, a very unstable, dangerous parent. By the way, any of you who are watching or listening who have, A borderline personality narcissist violent drug addict parent you know exactly what i'm talking about and it is the greatest training ground in the world for becoming extremely intuitive and sensitive to like the tiniest micro signals so money was not why i became a coach The money piece that I focus on today is honestly because that was my area of the most spectacular failure. My ability to repel money was so big and so all-powerful that it didn't matter if I had an Ivy League degree and I had a dozen coaching certifications and I had piles and piles of celebrity testimonials and great marketing and branding and public speaking and websites and taglines and taking every class on overcoming sales objections and just getting more and more and more training. I was in March of 2003, I was struggling to make $100 a month in Los Angeles. And this is with all the celebrity testimonials, because I'm LA based. So I had like all these people who had become like big TV and movie stars. And and I had their testimonials. And I had the website and the brochures and the business cards and the speaking gigs and the people who wanted to hire me. And I was making $100 a month. And even that was looking sketchy in Los Angeles. So we know what that means is I was just going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And I was still flying out of town once or twice a month. To get more training to fix the problem. And it didn't matter what I did. And I had a coach, even though I didn't have money for rent. And I was doing everything my coach told me to do. And I had, I live in LA. So, you know, tons of woo. I, you know, woo was in the water. So I had friends waving their hands and changing my money DNA. I had vision boards, mantras, meditations, millionaire mindset, blah, 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 blah. And I was still making a hundred dollars a month, living in Los Angeles, doing everything that was right. And I'm going to pause here for a second. For anybody, anybody who is is listening right now, who you're one of those people that you've done everything you've been told to do, and you've spent the money, and you've read the books, and taken the classes, and worked with the coaches, and did all the stuff that you're supposed to do, whether it's to make money, or launch your career, or lose weight or find love, or fill in the blank. If you've been doing everything you're supposed to be doing, and you're just not seeing the results that you're supposed to get, and you've been doing it for a while, and it feels like it's unfair, and and you can't figure it out, here is what I believe is going on and i say this as somebody who has had my own transformation and somebody who i am somebody who has coached tens of thousands of people through this process so that's why i'm saying what i'm saying now is it is in my experience that if we were to look under the hood of this situation all of you especially the do gooders who want to do good in the world and it just doesn't make sense that so you aren't meeting the person or you aren't making the money you you aren't getting a break it is my experience that you are protecting yourself from what you want. And it is not your fault. It is not your fault that it's not, that you aren't getting what you want. It's not your fault that you're pushing it away. You are not a self-saboteur. You are not your own worst enemy. If you are protecting yourself from something, you are protecting yourself out of self-love and out of a very, very deep wisdom. And there are just countless reasons to protect yourself from money especially in this world and we all know and have experienced the pain of rejection of not having enough of or somebody wanting us for what we have or the the unfair things done in the world human trafficking animal abuse pollution like all the world's problems we can find some link to money, Uh, even our own life experiences that don't feel like they have anything to do with money, anything that ever made us feel unloved, unworthy, and safe or powerless. And it can start with parents who just didn't make us feel loved or safe or, or, or powerful or worthy the way we wish parents would or you had an accident or anything that ever made you feel unsafe, unloved, unworthy, any of those things, because those are the things that money represents in the human experience. And it just gets filed away deep, deep, deep in the subconscious. And it doesn't look like you're protecting yourself from money. It looks like anything that has made you feel, you know, the same, unloved, unworthy, unsafe, powerless. Those wounds, those human experiences are going to show up in your relationship with money. And if you are pushing money away, even though you don't know you're doing it, and that's the horrible thing, even if you're doing everything right and you aren't making it, or you're making it and it's flying out, people targeting you, or you're making bad choices, or your partner embezzled, or whatever, like there are just so many ways to make it disappear. So if either you aren't bringing it in, or you're bringing it in, and it's creating drama, or it's not lasting those are symptoms of a money monster relationship with money and out of your own self-love you are protecting yourself from this monster. The problem is if you protect yourself from money you're not gonna you're not gonna get very far seriously. I, I believe that the world gets the universe gets our attention whatever you want to call God Dharma, universe, whatever gets our attention for our own evolution primarily through the three teachers of love, health, and money. And the thing about money is it gets your attention faster than anything else because you can't do hardly anything without it. So congratulations if that's the teacher that brought you here today because it's a great one and, and it produces very dramatic, easily measurable results. So I love to work with money as the pain door to all the inside stuff. And I keep saying it, love, worth, am I worthy? uh safe is the world a safe place if it doesn't feel safe and there's plenty of stuff to use then put that in there so we're starting out i call this process alchemy we're starting out sort of like the anti-law of attraction people here and what i want you to do instead of like positive thinking and putting a band-aid on the stuff that isn't working and and you've tried it already right I want you to rip off the Band-Aid and I want you to like pull out all the lead in human experience. That's alchemy, transmuting the lead into the gold. We're going to make all of your worst experiences really, really worthwhile right now. We're going to make, we're, it, it, it is the, it's the leverage, like the slingshot that catapults you into where you want to be. I believe that your victim experiences are sacred. Not fun, I'm not a fan of them. I would rather you don't have any more of them. But for whatever you've already been through, yay, you've paid the price of admission and now we want to take it to the bank, the spiritual and material bank. So for me, in answer to the question of how I got here, by pain, <laughs> I look really deep. Just take me off the planet, soul despairing failure and pain and nothing else working. And it wasn't until, and now we're going to really get into the specifics of this. I was working with this coach. I was doing everything he was telling me to do. And I sort of hit a bottom, like they would say in a 12 step program. I I think I mentioned I have like a drug addict parent. So that's my attachment to the program. Um, I had like my cope dashed just one too many times. Seven people in a row said they would hire me and none of them showed up and none of them paid. And that was just like, I lost it. And I had a session with my coach in this really dark, despairing, nothing works. The universe hates me. I hate the universe. And I'm, I'm just tired of being a live place, a very scary place to be. And I'd been doing everything he suggested for months and months and nothing had even moved the dial. And on this call, when I was in this really dark place, out of the blue, he asked me this weird question. He asked me, if your money was a person, who would your money be? And I instantly saw this person, my money person in that moment when I was in that deep pain and despair and rage, my money looked like a big, tall, scary, dirty, violent biker in the wife beater shirt and like the long sideburns, bald, tattooed. What he looked like didn't matter. There was just this oozing of ill intent like he just felt bad and dangerous and i could feel everything in my body recoil and i and i had this moment of imagining myself at a live event with this guy keeping my eye on him all the time to create distance to create maximum distance and that was my big aha moment that everything that i was doing all the marketing, all the selling, all the certifications, all the success stories didn't matter what I was doing right consciously if everything in my subconscious was protecting myself from the monster. By the way, completely different story. 10 years after I changed my relationship with money, I was 45 years old and I changed my relationship with love the same way. And I met my now husband two months later and he and I are 26 weddings deep into getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. It's a hundred percent his idea. So this <laughs> doesn't just work on money. It's just money is such a useful door into like complete transformation. And I'll also get to why this relates to intuition. So I'll just like that kind of speed through my story. So I see this this biker here and there's no way that I could have money in my life if it was this guy because he was that bad. And I and I just knew that we, it, I had to end it. I had to end the relationship. At that time, because I was just sort of accidentally falling into this process that I've now reverse engineered and done thousands of times with other people and I'm way better at it now. At the time, the biker, I just broke up with him and that was... And I and I suddenly felt this whoa this emptiness of his absence after a lifetime of being in a relationship with this abusive money monster soul crushing confidence crushing money monster that I never knew was there. But as soon as I got rid of him, I could feel like like this there's a vacuum around me, and that kind of freaked me out because I live in LA and I knew that I needed a relationship with money and I didn't want the monster to come back or some other monster. So I had a new problem. By the way, this is how things work. Yay. You solve one problem and it creates a new one. I got rid of the monster. Now I have no relationship with money and I live in LA. What do I do? So I thought I need a new relationship with money right now. And it can't be anything like the last one. Cause anyone who has been in a really bad breakup, you know, the kind where you go out and get a really bad haircut. That Mm -hmm. was, that was the, that was the state I was in. I really just could not have another relationship like that one. So I asked myself, well, who could I want in my life as a person so much that I could love and want this person, even if it's money, not because, but I could like, overlooked that this is money because the person is so delicious. And that's actually how it has to be. It has to be a relationship that is based on love and not transaction, not a new monster that, you know, what have you done for me lately or rescue me? That That's just a monster. So what I asked and said is who would I want? Who would be so wonderful as a human being that I could have this person in my life, even if it's money? And when I thought, when I thought that question to myself, Because I had been in so much pain and because the money monster, the biker, was so real to me and because he was so gone, those are the first three steps and I will promise I'll walk you through it and let you know what it all means. Because all those steps were complete, when I asked myself, well, who could I want? The new relationship just showed up. Easy, ready-made. And he looked like a tall, dark, handsome, romantic sweetheart. Cute, hot, really, kind of slicked back hair, uh, dressed up in a tuxedo, holding a bouquet of red flowers and in love with me. And that was my new relationship with money, which again was nothing I expected, was kind of shocking to me. The idea that money would be in love with me and want to be with me and even wanted to woo me was fantastically weird. And I realized, so here's the sweet guy whose heart I've been breaking for years by pushing him away, treating him like a monster. He wants to be with me. And I don't have any experiential clue about how to allow him to be with me the way he wants to be. I'm I have like built up the push away monsters or the push away muscles so expertly that I didn't even know that I had them. So the great thing about making money a person. And you can't, you cannot have the money, honey, until you do the monster first. That's really, really important. The monster is like the slingshot, the leverage that creates the momentum and lights up your neurology so that we can rewire it into a new relationship that sticks. Otherwise, if you just jump straight to positive thinking, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a poisonous bite and it doesn't suck out the poison. It just turns it inward. So we have to like do the monster, suck it out, <laughs> And get rid of the monster first before we can put in a new relationship. So this cute guy wants to be with me. And because he felt so real and had emotions and had, and I could even break his heart the way I'd been pushing him away. The convenient thing is if you, then you can have a conversation and you can get information like really, really good information from the perspective of love from the eyes and the voice and the thoughts of this other. I call, I now call this your money, honey, but it's really a new relationship with life. It's convenient to call it money because it rhymes with honey. And because money is that area of life that I had been struggling with and needed my own love and healing so much that first time. So this is this is why I'm on an intuition show. You are seeing now your life and your situation and even yourself instead of through the eyes of your own neuroses, but you're seeing yourself through the eyes of the almost divine other who just looks at you as the love of his or her or their life. It does not matter. Pick the flavor of your choice. It'll work. And you, and it's somebody who you feel safe with, who you love back and want to keep. So it feels really, really good. And then when you have a problem, you can just have a conversation. I, I like to say, imagine yourself sitting on a couch, like snuggled up side by side, and you can look at the problem in front of you, like on a TV set, and talk about it together as partners and see the issue through the eyes of your money, honey, is going to look very different. It's a way too relax your whole like limbic system and wake up your frontal lobe and your genius zone without any of your chatter by seeing it through the perspective of your honey. And clients always love to ask me, well, when I have these conversations and my money, honey speaks, is it me or my money, honey? And I, and I like to say, yes, it is. Cause it's both, but it's, it's like your higher voice. And I apologize. It sounds like we've got some noise in the background. I don't know if you can hear it, Hey, it's real and edited. So uh, step number, we're at five, is you have that conversation with your new relationship with money. So when I didn't know how to let money in my life, the first thing I did was I asked. I said, well, what do you need from me to let you be with me the way you want to? Because here's another way this kind of is different from law of attraction. First, we go really deep into like the negative stuff in the beginning. And then when we have this positive relationship and the high vibes and all that yummy stuff, you still have the power because you've got the body. So you aren't going to sit on the couch and think what you want and have your money, imaginary money, honey, prance off and make it happen for you. Instead, your money, honey will be like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Or. Mm, no, I don't, that, that doesn't turn me on. So you can have these conversations and really get into alignment. And that's when the weird shit happens. Pardon my language. I really love to swear. (laughs) So the final step is you take action. Like now you've got this great relationship with your money, honey, you're having conversations. And then you want to physicalize it because that's what, you know, action is magical. Every, every like, Book or teaching of magic always ends with the physical ritualistic aspect. It takes it out of the ether and into the material plane. So you take some concrete, measurable action to demonstrate to yourself in your new relationship with life that we call your money, honey, but it's so much more than that to let you in this new relationship know that this, is, this relationship has changed and you're committed to it. And so the action... I mean, it could be something money-related, like balance your checkbook or do your taxes. I've had clients do that. But I've also had clients focus on their relationship with their spouse or get a manicure or go dancing. Or I had this um, client like 15 years ago whose money honey told him to take his son to Paris. Uh, And and then he made $1.5 million over the next month. (laughs) I'd love to drop that in there. I didn't know that was going to happen. But once you remove the block, especially if it's something that you've been like throwing yourself at for a really long time, all that energy, all that effort over and over and over again, and you didn't see the results because you had the brakes on because you were protecting yourself from some monster that made you feel unloved, unworthy, unsafe, or powerless, whether it's a money monster or a love monster or a, uh, an illness monster because i've done all of it and other monsters and it's like when it becomes safe and you no longer need to protect yourself and now this now it's this person who loves you and wants to be with you who is worthy of your deepest trust and admiration it's kind of wild how big and how fast things can change like i mentioned you know, single for 45 years, meet my husband two months after slaying my love monster. And now we're 26 weddings deep into getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. Pandemic slowed that down. But yeah, the the guy who made the $1.5 million, Leslie who, uh, in Idaho who made $1.2 million over the next like few hours. Um, there's, you know, if they're just, as dramatic examples. It's easier sometimes for me to remember the really dramatic examples, but I've got like endless stories that just keep coming and coming in that I like to throw up on my website under success stories at MorganaRay.com, which keeps scrolling by for those of you who are watching it. Um, because, and by the way, this is a tip for like all the coaches and healers and woo professionals out there is when you work on inner stuff, and and especially when you are teaching something that's sort of out there, like I do, um, it's really really helpful to anchor whatever you're teaching or telling in really concrete, measurable examples. Uh, one of the reasons it's useful for me to have a money niche, even though the money part is the not what is the most exciting to me. Like, it's really fun, you know, the proof of it, but it's the the self-love and the empowerment and the spontaneous healing and the falling in love and all these other kind of side effects that happen. It's really just honestly, the how do you have a better life experience while you're here in a flesh suit? That's all I really care about. That's what my work is really about. But for marketing, money is a great niche because it has numbers. So whatever whatever you offer, see if you can find any way to measure it, quantify it, because that grounds all of our, our woo, is you need to like have maybe one foot in the other world and then one foot firmly here on planet Earth to
0: Absolutely. best serve. Mm, absolutely. Wow, I was I was mesmerized and just watching, so I didn't um, jump in and ask any questions because yeah, was that was really enjoyable. So you went through the six steps and we're gonna quickly just brush over them again so they've got an understanding of it. But um I love how you've said make money a person and, and then you can relate to that and, and you can relate to it in a better way. Um, and you were you were saying uh, then to just then too about finding your niche. Well, I do something similar to that, but I make money. You a flower, a flower image, and and a natural image that means nothing to anyone else but you. And then you can do a reading on it. You can get an understanding about it, get, you know, get your intuitive messages about it, you know, how to do marketing if you need to because you can see that in a flower image. So, yeah, I love how that, that and that's my tool. That's my tool of the trade. And yours tool of the trade is obviously using money to help people because it is such a significant problem around the world or I should say people see it as a significant problem around the world.
1: Okay. Uh- any abuse of power is a problem in the world and money is yeah. a, a measure of power uh, yeah. i always say do whatever works do my thing or do something else but do whatever works i do my thing because i failed at law of attraction and everything else out there and i'm very frequently like the last stop of the master healers who have mastered everything else, and it's like the money piece is the last holdout because it's the biggest spiritual challenge. Uh, okay. What I and I and I love that you have some sort of concrete thing like a flower. For me, you know, we can talk about money beliefs forever. I've never actually found the monster in the money beliefs. We can start, I always ask, and I'm just like totally tipping my hand. um, I very frequently start with, well, what are some of the negative things that you've heard or observed about money in your life? And we can start there, but I always get us off that topic and go into the things that don't look like they have to do with money because that's where the root cause is. uh, there, I know there are a number of coaches who love to sell things like change your money story, change your life, which is great marketing, by the way. I also think it's <laughs> bullshit, unless it works for you. Always my disclaimer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just sort of like, you know, an abstract concept, but a person is real. Like a person has thoughts and feelings and flesh and, and is something we have experience with. So it acts on us in a very personal way. And especially for anybody watching who has had sexual violence, uh, maybe no safe love relationship in your life. And I've, I've, I've coached clients like this many times. This is an opportunity to wipe the slate clean and create a totally new blueprint for a relationship that respects your boundaries, that shares your values, that is on your team. And one of the fun secrets about this new relationship with money is he or she or they, again, pick your flavor, loves you so much that it's unbearable to see you betray yourself with somebody human or situation or whatever that doesn't value you, that doesn't exalt you. So one thing, like one of the most important key ways to have money stay in your life is to be really good to yourself be kind and value yourself because that makes your money happy just like think of when you love somebody you want them to be happy you want them to be loved by everybody else in their life think of your whether it's your child or your best friend or as somebody you care about that you just it breaks your heart to see anybody you love in pain let's even if it's your even if it's your pet it's just it's unbearable. It breaks your heart. So just imagine that your money, honey, feels that way when, when seeing you suffering or not valuing yourself. And it's repulsive to your money, honey, not because he doesn't love you. I'm going to use he because mine is a he. Uh, but it's because it's just so painful to see you betray yourself. And the and so part of why money is a great spiritual teacher is it gets your attention like oh it's going away what what do I need to learn here to let go of this pattern and that's another great question to ask your money honey uh, my life lesson will always be about learning to value myself more you know and it's just like an onion it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and so when something goes on in the world and I feel out of sorts. And I feel insecure. i That's a great opportunity for me to check in with my money, honey. I love to just imagine his arms around me. And we just take a look at it. If I have some repetitive block, it's like, okay, all right, what do I need to learn now? And then I get my message and and my next like arc of evolution. It's a partnership. Imagine that your money, honey, sees you as you truly are in the truth of your power and your magic and your worthiness and your beauty and 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 your creativity and your brilliance. When you can't see that, your money, honey can, and you just tune into that other perspective. And then you can start to see opportunities or maybe things that you've been doing that were not in your highest good. And, and it, you don't have to come from like, oh, my God, or blame or, oh, I'm my worst enemy. It's not that at all. It's that you're doing the best you can and now you have your next opportunity to elevate yourself and then elevate the world along with you.
0: Right. I oh, love that. Um, so let's, because we're getting starting to get a bit close on time, let's just pop over those six steps, the six processes. Um, I don't know whether I've got this right or not, but I had and you can go down a little bit deeper for me, but I had one was being aware, two was asking. So asking what your money would look like if it was a person. Three was getting rid of it if it's the money monster. Four was who do you want to be your money person or your money honey? Um, Five was have that conversation with them. And then six was take action.
1: You got it. I'm just gonna change the wording. Uh, just cause there are nuances in the wording and it really just, honestly, it comes with doing this so many thousands of times over the last 20 years, I learned things that make it work or not. Uh, and every client, the fun thing and every healer, I'm sure every coach knows this is the, the great thing about human beings is human beings are infinitely resourceful at coming up with new obstacles that I never imagined. So every time I coach somebody, it's like, well, that's interesting. And it just deepens and and enriches the work. So the way I would describe it is number one is uncover the root cause. And the root cause is always going to be issues of lovability, worthiness, safety, and power. So it's almost like when you're doing the first step, it's almost like you're building a case against your own life. Like you're taking off your positive thinking, healthy, all the work you've done on yourself hat, and you're locking it in a lead box 30 feet down below, below the earth. You'll get it back later. But you just want to like wrap yourself in victimhood. This is where your victim experiences are going to pay off and be a huge source of power Is by putting on your victim hat and just piling on everything that has ever been done to you and everything that has ever been done wrong in the world, everything that makes the world a wrong place to be and why you wouldn't want to be here. And you're building almost like a court case against being alive and you want to make it uncomfortable and you want to It's you're waking up all of your neurology and you want to feel it, not just an intellectual exercise. You really want to feel it. It's already there. We just want to dig it out and use it. So that's step number one, uncover the root cause. I would say it's the least, (laughs) the most unpleasant, but it's useful and it's necessary. Step number two is now you blame it. You blame all these circumstances, whatever they are. It's not even the the specifics, the facts of your stories don't even matter. It's how they make you feel. Now you give personhood to all that ick like everything that is wrong everything there's usually like one trigger idea which is something in the neighborhood of like i can't have it or i'm not good enough so, you know it's some it's usually some really core experiential root experience that you can that that like brings it all together and then and we we personify your root cause as a person, and that's your monster, and you want it to be as real uh, and human as possible, like sometimes uh, making it too cartoonish creates distance. You really, really want to feel like it's real, as big and as bad and all bad, no good. It can't be your parents, and it can't be you. Because step number three is you're going to annihilate it. In the most violent, dramatic way you can imagine, which is really, really weird to say to my people who are the vegan love and light crowd like me, although I'm not vegan, but um, there's something very heavy and sinking and like cold and damp about our victim experience and the fire of like, no, thou shalt not pass of destroying the monster. Only one can survive. I think my mom was into this show called Highlander back in the like 1980s or 90s. And there's this thing about like uh, there can only be one. So there can only be you or the monster. Only one of you gets to survive. You choose you. And when you just reject and destroy the monster, you are rejecting Everything that no longer gets to be part of your life experience moving forward, you are slaying all of it. There's a very nice, hot, rising, uh, transcendent energy, sort of like Archangel Michael or Kali or any, any of those archetypes. Just use it and be that sacred warrior and obliterate every trace of that monster so there's not even anything energetically left over and it's all gone. And that's step number three. Step number four is now you get to meet your money, honey. And I find that more often than not, it's like the person just spontaneously shows up in your imagination like his or her or their own self. And and it's fun because this person is attractive and delicious and head over heels in love with you. It doesn't have to be romantic, but it's fun and juicy and it tends to be extremely lucrative when there is that kind of sexy, yummy, romantic feeling. But again, you know, we're human. We've had our hearts broken. And if it feels safer to not be that kind of romantic relationship, that's fine. You just do not want your money, honey, to be God or oprah or anything up here because this is your equal partner. This you have the body, you actually have the power in the relationship. This person loves you but this person and chooses you over everybody else in the world but you can still break this person's heart. The relationship depends on you and this person just sees you through the eyes of love. So not above you not going to rescue you but you don't need rescuing and that's what this money, honey can see. So that's step number four is meeting your money, honey. Step number five is having a dialogue with your money, honey. Um, steal my first conversation, which started with what do you need from me? So you can stay with me. And that first time in March of, I think it was 2002 or three, like I'm of the age, I I get fuzzy on dates. um, my money honey's response was, I just need you to love me and stop treating me like a monster. And he said that with such sweet vulnerability that I, oh, it was like a punch in the gut. I could feel how much I'd hurt him. And I didn't want to be that person that was hurtful because he was so beautiful and loving. And then we had a conversation. Okay, well, what would that look like? And I made a commitment that Next time he brought me a gift, which usually looked like a client, somebody wanted to hire me instead of going, "Ew, freak out. Somebody asked me how much I charged all the shame, like as if the money was this big, steamy, stinky pile of monster behind me that I didn't want anyone to know about instead, when somebody asked me what I charged or how I work, I would just say what my fee was with so much love as if, isn't he beautiful. And by the, by the way, punchline is within 24 hours of making that commitment to my money, honey, four people hired me a double what I'd ever charged before. And they just kept coming and they kept coming and I've made millions of dollars and I still have millions of dollars. So, uh, and I'm the person who was struggling, struggling to make a hundred dollars a month only 20 years ago. So step number six is, I'm checking my fingers, counting on my fingers, six fingers, uh, step number six is concrete, measurable action. So my commitment at that time was when my money, honey, brought me a gift to say, thank you. Um, that, that was personal and right for that moment. But what I find is when you have that step number five dialogue with, what do you need from me, money, honey? You will usually get some very vague, impossible response. It's true. But it's something like I need to love yourself, or I need you to trust, or I need you to relax. Which never say, never ever tell a woman to relax. But you know what I mean. And those are really great aspirational goals to head in the direction of. But we want to win. And a co- and a concrete, measurable action like I will call my bank today, or I will call that person who owes me money today, or I will take that dance class tonight or whatever it is that you can, that you could call me up and tell me that you did, that gives you an opportunity to keep your commitment, be your word. And that unleashes so much energy that that's when magical things seem to happen.
0: Wow, Um, uh, we we have to um, start winding it up. That was amazing. And I really loved how you've gone through it in a, a, a better way but um i was sort of half right but i loved how you explained it it was so much better and,
1: and you I were you that, were right you took you were totally right you just don't know the nuances like i do because i've been you, doing it forever
0: yeah no and yes it was really lovely um so you've got the understanding now um we're gonna have to wrap it up is there anything else you want to say before we we finalize uh just i i would
1: encourage you to go to my website, com. I don't expect anybody watching, listening to master a topic as huge as your relationship with money in like 40 or 50 minutes. So give yourself a break. Go to my website, com. I have everything there to go through it, find the answers to your questions at your leisure. I have hundreds of blog articles and videos on my blog. I've got my money love quiz on my homepage. Take that to see where you are, where you're really strong already, and where you need to strengthen. It's impossible to get it wrong. And based on your responses, I you will get curated recommendations on what your next step should be. I always include free options. So go to MorganaRay.com. Also... <laughs> In January, Newsflash, January 23, 2023 will be the 10 year anniversary of the release of my international, number one best selling book in seven countries, Financial Alchemy 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. The new cover, <laughs> this was me 10 years ago, the new cover will be me, blonder, fatter, and older, but very happy. Uh, and the newest updated information with new bonuses. So, Go take my quiz, get on my list, find out about the book launch, get the new book and all the bonus gifts that will come with that in
0: at the end of January. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show. The details will be down too in the description, so they'll be able to con- connect with you there. Um, but I'm sorry, I have, to, I have to close it down. Stay with me though, Morgana, um, and I'll have a chat with you after we've finished. But let me get my, thank you again for being on the show. Hey, guys, that was incredible. Those six processes. Um, Get onto the website. Have a look. Now, Morgana Ray, Ray is spelled R-A-E, okay? So it's MorganaRay.com. You'll be able to jump on her website. But that's us for today. Like, share, and um, subscribe to the podcast, and we can go from there. But I have to say goodbye because we run out of time. See you next week, guys. Bye.